it was just a great time. Uh, not going to keep us here very long today. Uh, through your notes, won't work for you this morning. I threw those out this morning as I decided we were going to talk about the mission trip. Um, just today, more we're looking at uh, lessons learned from a mission trip as we went this week. Because this was a very interesting trip. <laughs> um, very, very different for us. Things that happened, things that, 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 that showed up. And the first thing that, that I want us to remember as I come back from this trip is that mush, missions doesn't mean the moon. Um, it doesn't have to be far away. We don't have to go to a different country or a different planet to do missions work for Jesus, you know. Yeah, Verona what, was two hours away, but two hours when we drive an hour to get to anything half the time isn't really all that far away. We're not called to, to simply take Jesus to those who are way out there. We're called to take Jesus to people who are right here. I mean, in Acts 1.8, when Jesus is ascending to heaven, he tells his disciples, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We said to be my witnesses starting here. Where you're at, you'll be my witnesses. You'll, you'll do missions here. You'll do things for my glory here. And so we have to remember the missions will always start at home. We have to be doing things for God here where we find ourselves planted rather than always looking for something way out there. Way out there is always an opportunity and there's always things, there's always people who are going to need to know Jesus, but there are people who need to know Jesus here. There are people who are hurting and have had needs here that we can find ways to meet. And so that needs to be something that we look at and focus on. And so missions doesn't mean the moon. The second thing that really stood out to me this week was that small doesn't mean unimportant or unsuccessful. It's easy to get disappointed when things don't do what you want them to do. Um, you know, when, when our VBS runs 30, 40 plus all the time, uh, when the last VBS we did in Rankin, we got, what was it, 70 kids to come to, and I had to be slimed because of it. I mean, when you're used to seeing bigger numbers, it's easy when you get to a place and... Last year, they had 15 at DBS, and this year, they had 10. It's easy to get there and go, oh, we planned all this and came here for this. It's easy to let that attitude begin to sink in. Is this worth it? Should we have done this? But Zechariah, uh, in his prophecy, speaking to the exiles, has some words to that. Because the exiles have returned. Uh, they have gotten to where they are. The temple is being rebuilt. And in this, the young are rejoicing because the temple is being rebuilt, but the older people among them are weeping. And they're weeping because they had seen Solomon's temple. They had seen the brilliance that it was. They had seen the majesty of this wondrous temple that Solomon had built. And this new temple to them seemed like just a bunch of rocks that were stuck together. It wasn't anything like the temple was supposed to be. And in that moment, their dreams of Israel returning to her former glory seemed to have just died. In a day of small things. But there in Zechariah 4.10, he, he warns them to who scores the day of small things. The seven eyes of the Lord were scanned throughout the whole earth. They were rejoiced when they see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. He says, don't despise the day of small things. God's plans begin in the small. Now, we may have been frustrated and disappointed at times on the trip, things that would happen. But you would never see a more appreciative people than the people of Verona on Thursday when we were preparing to leave as we finished up that, that DBS. Um, just 
they were at the point this year because of things that had happened that if we hadn't have been there, they probably wouldn't have done BBS this year. There was just different different things that had happened in their community, uh, different people who were out for varying reasons, and they just did not have the, the capabilities. And so, you know, God has a habit of using the small things. He began there in Joseph, right? He used Joseph, the, the, the young brother, to do all these things and to save to save a nation out of uh, out of the devastation of the drought. He used Gideon, the guy who considered himself the smallest of the smallest, to, to be a judge and a, and a mighty warrior. He used David as a little shepherd boy to defeat the giant. He used the widow and her flour when, when she said, all I have is a handful of flour and a little bit of oil and I'm going home to use it to, to make it for myself. And he used that to take care of his prophet for, for, for a while. There are so many things that God does, and so God uses the small, and so things may start small, but God can make them prosper. If one child grasps them, God can use that. It takes one person. There's an old poem, I wish I would have looked it up this morning, but I didn't. It said, what can I do? I'm only one. Well, if one person goes out and invites one person to church, one becomes two. If two go out and invite two to church, two become four. Four become Eight. Eight becomes 16. Within a period of about three months, you're already up with about 300 people. If each person is about one, I'm only one. God starts with the small. <laughs> the next one that we learned while we were there is that uh, God's plans aren't our plans. Um, Carrie and I had boxes of plans when we left two Fridays ago. Uh, packed in the back of our borrowed van. Uh, we had every day planned out of what we were going to do and how we were going to do it in BBS. And we got there and pretty much threw it all out the window to start over. Um, things just weren't going to be the same way. We had, we had planned to decorate one way, and their ceiling was one of the old small ceilings, so we couldn't decorate the way we had planned to decorate. So we had to change decorations up last minute. Um, they were supposed to have... Uh, <laughs> decorated some some of the other extra rooms for Bible study and stuff themselves, but because of things they hadn't gotten around to it. So we had to find decorations for all the rooms that we weren't planning on decorating. Everything got, got shifted around. Even the setup of the rotation. You know, if we only have 10 kids for BBS, how are we going to rotate? What are we going to do? How do we make the best use of our time? What games are we going to play or not play? How are we going to schedule meals for, for all of us to eat? And how are we going to schedule the work that we need to do? But, but God's plans aren't our plans. We're reminded of that in Isaiah 55 where he says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and your ways are not my ways. This is the Lord's declaration. For as far as heaven is higher than earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Even over in James 4, he tells us to, We who plan today or tomorrow, we're going to go do this, that our lives are just a vapor. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. God's plans are, are so much different than our plans sometimes. And even one of our Bible start stories in BBS was about Lazarus and the way that God's way of doing things isn't our way. But you know, one of the biggest lessons we learned this week, I think, is that God works even when things go wrong. <laughs> this was a trying week on many levels. Um, Carrie and I were in a house filled with younger people with no internet, no TV, 
uh, not even a way to, no, no screen, we have a screen with no projector. Um, no way to play the DVDs or videos or anything else. Nothing really to do except for the pool, which was nice, but after a while, the pool that stays in the shade stays cold, and so it gets a little chilly to get in the pool. Uh, we found ourselves there, and with the Wi-Fi, I had planned on, I had planned on working a little bit while I was there. I brought my laptop, I was gonna do some work. <laughs> With no Wi-Fi, I couldn't do that. So uh, that was out the window. Things that had happened. And then, you know, there's, there's sick people in the church this week, so some of the projects they had planned for us had to be canceled. We didn't get to do those. Uh, the media guy was out, so uh, we had no way to project things on the screen. Um, the, the computer they used for projecting things was at the pastor's son's house, who was at home with COVID. So, we couldn't even get the computer for me to hook up to use to protect things on the screen. Things just kept on occurring, kept happening. Uh, my phone broke. First night of EBS, uh, one of the wonderful children accidentally stomped on it, so uh, it went black. Everything for VBS, since I had no Wi-Fi that was on my computer, was actually on the phone now, the only internet that I had. And it was the first night of EBS. It was the end of that first night, thankfully. And thankfully, I was able to get it fixed. But there it was. All these things that happened. And then, you know, my precious daughter um, played in the pool. I handed her my glasses. She very gingerly walked them to the side to put them in the chair like I asked her and then took them and slid them across the concrete. Um, so then, I, I looked through scratches the rest of the week. <laughs> Came home and got my old ones out and pulled the nose pieces off anyway. But God worked through all of it. In the canceled projects, it meant more time for fellowship. More time for relationship building. While getting my phone fixed, I was able to share with some people about what God was doing that week just down the road. Just, just, just down the road. On one of my trips to deal with an issue, I stopped for a cup of coffee and I had a discussion with a young lady that gave me a lead on other mission opportunities for the future. God used all these bad things for good purposes. We're reminded of that right over in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, that all these things are worked for good for those who love Jesus. We're reminded of those things. You know, and for the church this week, you know, it, it helped. There was one, one family that we met while we were out on the van that night who they showed up to BBS. Um, and Mama stayed the first day all day long just to see what it was about to be there. Um, there's a connection for that church now that they can follow up on. But I have a bonus point for y'all this morning that I don't have. I don't have any scripture for, but it's just one that's there. There's nothing greater than those moments when one of the kids begins to get. Uh, there was a little girl this week by the name of Logan. She. Uh, She was fast talking. fast talking, yes. She was outgoing. And on parents' night, uh, her great-grandmother had brought her every night because there had been issues somehow at home. I never got to the bottom of the issues, but there were some issues to where other siblings couldn't come, but great-grandmother could bring her. And she brought her every night and dropped her off. And, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I, I swore great-grandmother thought that she was making a mistake dropping them off because 
she would look in there how the church was decorated, listen to that music, and see us acting like nuts up there and go, and then walk out. And I kept thinking, oh no, this lady, she, she's going to she's gonna hate this. But during parents' night, she was sitting there, and as we began to go through our lesson for that night and, and go over the review of what we had talked about that week, Logan began to speak back all of the things that she had learned and telling me about those stories and telling me these things and telling me how Jesus loved her and that all she had to do was know Jesus and she didn't have to fear death. And great-grandmother was just beaming there at the back of the church. When one kid gets it, all it takes is one kid to get it. And all of it's worth it. No matter what you spend or what you've done, it makes it worth it. I just want to not me an invitation today. I don't know how to have an invitation after that, but that's where we're at. I want to thank you as a church for being faithful to put money back for missions, for giving the opportunity to do trips like this, to go and, and share the gospel with those who, even though they may have heard it from somewhere else, may not have heard it in that way. It's amazing how those little moments build a person. There are memories in my past that are so clear from just little moments of people poured into my life. And now, we who went on this trip have been those people pouring in. And those children will remember that time that First Baptist Church of Lapan came and spent time with me. They'll remember that time when, when Sarah and Carter ran around playing drip, drip, drop. That's duck, duck, goose, just different words. They'll remember that time where they all threw water balloons at Carter. They'll, they'll remember these things. They'll remember all of those things. And one day they'll look back and say, man, those people loved me. And we got to be a part of that. And it's because of your faithfulness that we got to be a part of that. And that just amazes me that, that, that those types of things happen. Thank you for that. Thank you for your faithfulness. Uh, I'm just going to pray this morning. I'm not going to have an invitation. I'm just going to pray and uh, we'll be dismissed. Have a, a safe and happy 4th of July as we celebrate the freedom we have in this country. I love you guys. That's great. Father God, we come to you right now and we thank you and we praise you for your blessings. Father, I thank you for the opportunity this week to go and share your gospel with those who are away from us. Father, thank you for the opportunity to, to love on people. Father, thank you that I serve a church that is faithful to do things like that. Father, go with us this week Show us our mission that we can make a difference for you in this community. Father, we thank you and we praise you and we ask all these things in the name of your Son, Jesus, and Christ. Amen. Amen.